Getting Better Acquainted isn't just happening as a podcast. It's also going out in half-hour edits on Resonance FM. Those are shows selected from the first 100 episodes, edited down to half-hour tasty morsels of conversation that go out at 7.30 on a Thursday and 10 o'clock on a Friday on Resonance 104.4 FM. If you're in London, you may be able to get that on your radio dial. If you're outside of London, you can get that online by going to the Residence FM website. We always buy a little bit of Lego every time we're out of town. And she always sit down and go through it, but I remember I'd collected so much Lego at one point, and I thought, I'm just going to build a house, just a house. Yeah. I had as many red Lego bricks as I could find for the roof, as many yellow bricks for the walls. I actually tried to make windows in there, and I got so disappointed I couldn't finish off the roof line because there weren't enough red bricks. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today we're getting better acquainted with Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> not bad, not bad. We're in your house in Cardiff. Yesterday you got married. Yeah, a little bit of a surreal day. <laughs> that brought us all back together after far too many years not seeing each other again, really, so... Totally true, you know, right? So I think that's uh, one of the plus sides of yesterday. I managed to see everyone and I really wanted to be there. And But, yeah, yesterday was just a very, very blur of a day. It was very quick. Yeah. Surprising how quick it went. I mean, everyone does tell you it goes very fast. But all our work in advance and then... Yeah, suddenly it goes very quickly and the Hilton still fucking up, never mind. Well, it, <laughs> it was, a, a, it was a, an honour to be at your wedding, man. Oh, yeah. no, I'm, no. I'm really pleased to be back and to see you. Like, we did lose contact. So I guess, like, the first question I ask everybody is, how do you know me? I know he was Melvin. You do? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a lot of people's answer, I suppose. No, no, no? not many people have said it, but it's true. <laughs> probably a lot of people think well, it. Well, no, I mean, obviously we went to Cantonia together and, um, yeah, I remember you being in the, the annoying little shit that was trying to beat me up. When did I try and beat you up? Yeah, well, we were in drama in the main theatre section of Block A mm-hmm. and you were just running around trying to scissor kick people. Fucking hell, I, did that, I don't relate to that idea of me at all, yeah, but I'm yeah, sure it happened. Yeah, I don't know, I think you would, I don't know what. Was it me and Owen really. together? Me and Owen had a lot of mucky fights in that drama. Quite possible, actually, yeah, and I remember me trying to block it off, and then you started targeting me, and then I remember kicking in the nuts. <laughs> That's about pretty much how I remember meeting you, and then I went from there. Really, yeah, so. like everyone in the school called me Melvin, it was my, uh, it was my nickname. nickname. Yeah, that sort of traumatised me, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we became friends. It's weird friendship. You don't know how it starts. It just kind of just happens, especially it's at school. Particularly at that point, because we were from very different sections of society and different groups and cliques. And well, yeah, I guess that's very true. It just happens. It is I strange mean, how it happens. It was weird, because yeah. like, I didn't have any friends, and then all of a sudden, I sort of turned around, and I had a whole group of friends. Yeah, and yeah. Coming to that school from a different place, like... Didn't have any friends, and you you were in the year above me as well. Yeah, like, I guess theatres. Why? Well, that's 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 ultimately what brought everyone together. I mean, because obviously we were all doing drama and all the school productions at the time, and you know everyone just you know there's a lot of people that became friends of mine through all of that. I mean, like, 
couple of them at the wedding yesterday, you know. I mean, yeah. A few of them yesterday were my brother's friends originally, but they've become friends who've been doing a lot of drama with us as well. Yeah. So, I mean, they've all come through the ranks. I mean, you've got Ian, you've got Ben, you've got Gemma, they've all been there with us doing the theatre work, so, um, yeah. And, like, so we became friends. Like, we were in a band together as well. Mm. Obviously, you have a set of ginger in your head you're trying to go against, aren't you? Well, me? Yeah. I'm happy to go anywhere, but I Oh, no, I'm just curious. I'm just curious how, 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 you, how you work this out. And how I work it out? Well, I just think about the things that I'm interested in talking about, about the person, and I try and get things that kind of represent how I relate to them, but also, you know, who they are. Like, I'm mm. trying to, that's what I'm trying to do. That's right, just, just... No, 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 it's cool. I, I, I like... Uh, I like talking about what I'm doing as much as... Oh, well, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's just as interesting to me as to know what the end result is and yeah. well, the purpose of it, really, as well. So. Yeah, well, it gets... And for us to try and block your agenda sometimes. Yeah. It's just fun as well. You, you do like to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were in a band together and, like, I used to come over your house all the time, just all the time. Like, I pretty much lived at your house. For, I think everyone did, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was that house. It was the house where everyone yeah, went to. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was between all of us and all my brother's mates as well, my mum's house just used to get just wrecked. Yeah. You know, everyone used to go there, and um, I don't know whether it was just because I was the only fucker who had golden my N64. Might have been... Or Mario Kart N64, I can't I quite guess. remember. Yeah, some very, very vivid memories of, of sixth form and just piling back and just constantly whipping your ass and being you the best, <laughs> supposed loser of all. On Goldeneye, I remember some of the tantrums both you and my brother had. Yeah, losing in that game. Sure. Yeah, and me, yeah, <laughs> constantly trying to battle Owen because he is the most annoyingly good at everything guy. I think you had a couple of tantrums here and there. To oh, I probably did. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. Yeah. But you, you never like you, you. When you have a tantrum, it's less. It's much more of a full stop than other people. It's like you're like. Throw the controller down and walk out. Yeah, like, just, kind of yeah. Just, I'm like a big rant. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was with my mum's house. It was just, just everyone just congregated there. I don't know why. We did try other people's houses, but it never quite worked as well. Well, I think your mum did. Your mum was like, I don't know if she was cool with it. That's a, probably the, the wrong word, but she didn't stop us. <laughs> no, 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 she didn't. Like, by we wouldn't have been able to get away with the way we were behaving. I don't think anywhere else, <laughs> to be honest. No, we did try a few times over Roman's house, and um, although Debbie and Dennis is pretty, yeah, they're nice guys. Over my house, it's quite far away from everybody else. My house, and then. Like also, there was like my. There's a lot more people in my house, and there was like. Was yeah, like, was I think the like main problem you had, you were closer to the pub. Yeah. You were closer to Carl's town, so we right. always end up just going for a beer. Yeah, we people would come yeah. out of my house, and then we'd go into town. Yeah, so I mean, that, that was. I think that was. Yeah, it was the stop before the pub, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it always was. To explain why there's Superman music vaguely <laughs> in the background is because the TV's on in the background. Um. <laughs> I'm not adding this in post-production to try and make it sound like we're superheroes. Um, <laughs> but, like, we spent a lot of time together during those years. And then when I went away to uni, my mum moved away out of Cardiff. Mm. And because of that, I didn't really come back. Didn't really come back at all, no. 
and somehow I managed to have the wrong number for you for like until last year, you know. Yeah, that, 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 I really don't understand. I guess my number hasn't changed for the, probably the better part of twelve years. Yeah, yeah it must know, have been everyone, like everyone says. I was like, well, like, no, no. Yeah, but it must have been like that first year. My you changed the yeah. number. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not as bad as Owen is at keeping in contact with people, but I have been as bad as Owen is with you because uh, I just have not had been able yeah. to get in contact with you. So, I'm so I was so pleased last time I was in town that when we went over to your house, you were there. Like, do you remember when my dad had uh, went into a hospital to have like heart, heart bypass? Do you remember you and Owen turning up on my doorstep and taking yeah. me into town? Yeah. Man, like, that was such a good thing to do. Like, when you took me to an art gallery, like, it wasn't, none of us even liked the art. It wasn't like, it's not like it's a place we would have hang, hung out ever. Like, no, it was probably, in hindsight, not the best of places to take nah, you. It was good because um, it was distracting. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah, but alcohol is distracting as well, but in a better form. That's true. Um, I don't know. If but, yeah, I don't, know, I don't like even know why we ended up there. I really don't. But that was like, that's one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me that day. So, you know, always have that to thank you both for. Like, the way I see you, Stephen, you might not agree with this, but I always see you as like a reliable, good friend that is always there for his mates, you know? Like, yeah, you rip the shit out of us. (laughs) Like, you'd like to do that, but you're always there for your friends. And I'm sorry that I haven't been there for you. I haven't been able to be in contact with you. Like, I know you'd always have my back. Yeah, I'd always have your back, but I haven't had the phone number. But I, but I would have your back. Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, ultimately, that's just part of just just growing up and maturing. You, you know, you do separate a little bit, but um, yeah, it happens. But it was meaningful, like yesterday at the wedding when we were taking the photos, and like obviously, there's not very much, like there's not very many of your family around. Uh, well, and you, and you there said, is. Okay, there is. It's just they're all miserable twats, <laughs> and just they just. Problem I've got is a lot of my family, my my direct family, are blood relatives to the what my nan grand my nan grandpa. Yeah, and a lot of them are particularly old and well, and they just were perhaps just unable to make it. Yeah, sure. you know, my father's side of the family are we, we don't we don't see anyway. For various different reasons, there weren't as many family there as expected it would be. But no, I mean, in the, the day, I've got a lot more friends and and you, well, you, you said know. you know, come over, guys. You know, you're my fa- like you, you know, well, you and, are. and, and yeah, that's really. how I feel. You know, because when you come up with someone, you are family. You've seen each other growing up. You know, you know where each other are at. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like. Your, your dad's not. I, I don't know anything about your dad. Like he's not ever been around. Very little as well. Yeah. So. I mean, he. But someone told me yesterday he passed away, like relatively recently. Is that right? No, no. My my dad died. Jesus Christ! Nearly twelve years ago. Twelve years, man. Maybe thirteen. So when I was still in town. Yeah, yeah. Um, he. Yeah, he died when I was eighteen. Yeah. 18, nearly, nearly 19, yeah. So. Did you talk about it at the time? I can't. Uh, no, no, I didn't know. Um, he he passed away on Boxing Day. Fuck. Um, I had an opportunity to go to the funeral. My brother wanted to go, but my brother, being obviously three years younger, didn't quite know the extent of what he 
caused us when we were younger. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, 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 I didn't go into the funeral. I, I went with my brother, but I stayed outside, and um, I just I couldn't bring myself to go in there. No. So at the end of the day, I mean, ultimately, I, I, I don't really know him. He has no real meaning to me. Yeah, sure. You know, because like, he wasn't around. So, you know, so it would have just been me just going to a stranger's funeral and just sitting there and looking like a prick and a lesbian wedding. Really. No, yeah, no, I, I, know, so, I totally understand why you wouldn't have wanted to but, go. Um, no, I mean, he, he, he basically, he, he'd gone on the piss, Christmas time, jumped in the shower, slipped, cracked his head on the bath and just went, you know. You know, like, yes, I'm... I'm apologetic for someone dying but you didn't know him I don't know him and so you were really the man of the house really weren't you I mean that's how I always think of you yeah yeah um, I think more my mum was more the man of the house <laughs> yeah, yeah so. but you but you she relied on you of course she did yeah, you know? yeah. And you she still does now there for her you know I mean I've, I do sometimes feel sorry for my mum that I, I can't spend as much time as her as I do but um, you know but but you were the one like when we were growing up you Drove a, you know, you had a van, you had a business. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you were a man. Like, we was... were all boys, and you were like a man. You're still, that's how we all feel, and it's still now, like, we're 30, yeah, and we're like, like, oh my God, he's still a man. Like, he's got a child, he's got, he's getting married, he's got married. Yeah, I've got a family, and you know. Married, you, and. We're, yeah. we're in this house, you you built, like, not built the house, but you made, made everything in it, pretty much, pretty yeah? Much, yeah. You and so, Dave, you made, like, who was your best man? You you done up this house. Mm. I have no idea how the fuck to do anything. I can't. Like, a few years ago, I I I had to like get my dad over to show me how to change a plug, right? Because <laughs> I didn't know how. I didn't know. I didn't understand. Yeah. You know, like. Um, so my brother, my my brother rings me all the time. How to do this? How do I do that? I think well, hmm, I know he's the. Uh, more effeminate person than family, but uh, <laughs> you know, got some fucking basic knowledge of me, but it's like so. But but like, where did it come from? When did you start? Like, cause you, like, when did you become someone that understood how to make things? Like, cause that's what you did in drama. You made the sets. Like you, like that was your your. That's why, in a way, that's what you were into the in the drama room to do. It, like you didn't really act. You, you, you no, build, I mean build my, my 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 interest and my passion was the more technical oriented side of it. You know, I I I actually had the A level was actually created for me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, there, there hadn't been any other A level exam like that before. That's right. You built a set for all the practicals. Yeah, but the actual exam that you know you would have sat the the, the theory side of the exam. Yeah, that would have revolved around acting and reading yeah. sets of plays and. You know, trying to work out exactly what was going on in it. That's right. Yeah. But mine was to, I actually had to theorise and design the set on paper. You know, from lighting, sound, atmosphere, set. You know, and the did actual you, it was actually great for me. Did you do like wood tech and stuff at school? Yeah, oh yeah, I did. So you did, I did do that. Um, A level graphics and design. Yeah. Like that, so, and um, but my actual A level drama was actually technical drama. Yeah, that's right. So it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't the acting side of it. So absolutely, and like, so 
but when did this like when did that happen to you like how did you how do you know this stuff like I know how you know it now right you studied it at school and then you went up and you trained to be a builder afterwards but that's how you learned that but you had a an instinct like for like so like I learned to write through school and university etc but before that I had an interest in it like I had a talent for it like what do you remember where your talent for I don't know why I remember this, but yeah, it's probably only about maybe three or four, and my nan would always buy me Lego. And it starts off with everyone, everyone's had yeah, Lego, sure. everyone does. You know, she would always sit down, and she'd always buy me a little bit of Lego every time we went to town. And she'd always sit down and go through it, but I remember I'd collected so much Lego at one point, and I thought, I'm just going to build a house, just a house. Yeah. I had as many red Lego bricks as I could find for the roof, as many yellow bricks for the walls, I actually tried to make windows in there and I got so disappointed I couldn't finish off the roof line because there weren't enough red bricks. And I, and I even from a very, very young age just playing with Lego I just I just enjoyed just creating something, not necessarily sticking to the design of the actual instructions, you know, that that's part of it, but I I very I quite vividly remember that and I don't know, it's, that has a lot to do with just being able to create stuff from there. You know? Yeah, and you always watched, like, you always watched, like, DIY shows. That was one of the things that you would yeah, watch. Yeah, that's a bit of a guilty pleasure, to be honest. You know, it's quite, it's, it's quite sad that, <laughs> you know, 16 years old watching Norm Abram. Norm Abram was God, <laughs> okay? They'll never take that away from me, but... Yeah, it was, it, it was just, but that's, that was my interest. You know, well, yeah, it has an interest. There's nothing know, sad about it, it. like... Yeah, like, it is when, when you're 16 years old and you spend that much time watching all over. But um, <laughs> yeah, but um, Do, what, what does it give you when you're building something? Does it give you like just satisfaction? Yeah, really, you know. I mean, I remember being probably 11 or 12, and I remember my mum. We went down to it used to be like a little lumber yard little timber yard in Leckworth and it's gone it's a little sandwich place I used to buy just small bits of timber and I used to make flower pots and flower baskets and boxes and stuff like that and I was 11 years old you know and I had my own tools yeah I had my own jigsaw my own drills you did yeah yeah you know and um, I used to sell them you know I'd, I'd buy the material well, my mum would buy the material and I'd sell them on and I was making a profit at 11 years old you yeah. know and I made hundreds yeah. You know, so half this bloody street had flower boxes all made by me, you know, because my nan and grandpa used to sell them all on, and and but Owen's mum and dad had them as well, and um, yeah, I don't know. Just even from a very very young age, I just I just enjoyed creating something with my hands. Yeah. And I mean, and the the other thing you did that was quite kind of like I say, like a man compared to where we were at, is you, you set up like a DJing business and you got into DJing. And stuff yeah. Like, that. like doing parties, that was initially what you did, yeah? That was initially where it started at, yeah. Like I suppose everyone starts at that. And I went on a few of them, like with you, like standing behind the decks, getting in your way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really remember... I suppose I do if I think about it. Yeah. Um, it kind of... Remember Woody? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, me and Woody used to go to school together, and Woody was my equivalent, but an electrical side of things. That's right, know? yeah, yeah. And um, 
I remember Woody came to school one day in, in Millbank Primary, just around the corner. You know, we were probably nine. I remember him bringing out this little battery pack of AA batteries, a little extension, he had a little bulb on the end. And you flicked the switch on and it was, it was a torch, it was a pencil case. You know, just looking and thinking, what a prick. What an absolute dick. Why would you bring a, a torch, which you've made purely for a pencil case? And then I realised, no, actually, no, he's quite, quite a clever guy, actually. You know, thinking nine years old, he's, he's soldered all that together himself, he's made the case himself. And sure. Woody was that very, very atypical masculine man, you know, yeah. veins in his arms and, you know, with you know. Yeah, he was a proper man too. Yeah, he was, he was horrifically masculine. He did all the cars and he did all the scenes and did, did everything like that. I don't know, we just kind of just naturally started messing around with speakers. We made speakers for cars, and um, I think that's pretty much how I got into it because we, we used to make a load of speaker cases and stuff for all the upper classes of cars and stuff. And, um, you know, and I don't know, we just. I remember John Llewellyn, the drama teacher, when he was there. Yeah. Somehow he he found out that me and Woody made all these speakers, and I think that's how I got into drama. He said, Well, can you make me some? Yeah. And that's how it started, really, and it just got to escalate from there. So I was asked to do a kiddies disco in my old primary school, and I'm thinking, well, I haven't got anything kit. And it just kind of started from me, just buy little bits and pieces and just build up and build up and build up. And, yeah, probably in hindsight, I probably wouldn't have done that again. Yeah. I spent far too much money on equipment. I missed out on quite a lot of my own youth doing it. Yeah, you grew up quick, pretty quick. Like you were, like you were. That's right. You were, you're, yeah. you're doing a disco all the time. Like you were I stressful. Was you were like, oh, I've got to go to work. I've got to go to work. Yeah, I worked far too much. And you, you worked in a raffa as well, didn't you? Yeah. Like, because yeah, I worked there for a bit with you. So you were like oh, working. Shit. I know uh, the raffa club was horrific. Yeah, after ten years at that place. Oh, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> yeah, at the time, it was money. You know. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was necessity. And then we, get, like, we, we got to go down there and drink relatively cheaply and play darts and shit, but uh, yeah. that wasn't much of a perk. It was, no, it was <coughs> no perk, really. The only perk I used to get was because he used to nick cigars from the film. <laughs> yeah, and he never used to know about it, but anyway. I, I guess you did miss like, some, did. some youth, because yeah, you were really working all the time. I mean, we didn't work much in school day, so I guess that was some time off. Yeah, no, I know that, but I mean, you know, I mean, everyone else, uh, I, 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 I lost count how many 18th and 21st birthdays and stuff I did throughout our cantoning years. Yeah, and, that's right. You know, I you think, had the problems as well. I think it was in the hundreds nearly yeah. that I did through all the various different people, and from upper years, lower years, our year, etc. And, you know, I mean, instead of actually being there and enjoying them, I just, I was there just working on them, and I never really got the appreciate that I don't think so I mean even our last prom our own prom you know yeah I, that's right I didn't really get to enjoy that you know so but uh, that's just the way it all went yeah so, I mean you know yeah. it, it prepared you well for life in a way like, yeah 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 like because I mean after school you trained to be a builder yeah or, yeah what's the official thing you did yeah. well I actually trained as a carpenter right so that's that's my trade okay my background so I did, I did a three-year apprenticeship for Bellway Homes, at which point they put me through my master's carpentry. So 
So you're a master carpenter. Yeah, that actually that was my title. Yeah, I know. So there, there aren't many people out there that have done the levels of training I've done on it. I mean, I, I mean, most people would leave what with a, an MQ level two or three at the most. But I, I was walking out in my second year with an MQ level four and a masters. You know, and and plus I then I did my third year as a joiner, as a, a cabinet joiner as well. Right. So hence why I learned to make a lot of things. So, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's what I did. I mean, and the only reason I went down that road is because when we were doing our A levels, I had a, a letter invitation from BBC to do sound engineering. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, it was a free apprenticeship, but they had given me three days notification to leave. And moved to Glasgow, right? And I couldn't because I was actually doing the exams at the time, and I, which I needed. Yeah, yeah. So and so I couldn't go down that road. So when I said, "Well, you've obviously done a lot of set construction as part of it anyway," because obviously I was in Sherman Theatre as well. I was in a new theatre. That's right. New yeah. Theatre. Uh, I did Blackwood Theatre as well, and that was just part part of doing the technical side of things. So he said, well, obviously you can do it. I said, well, yeah, I can do it, but I haven't got any formal training in this apartment. Mm. Oh, right. So, okay, well, go and get qualifications, come back. With the industry, that being it is, you just lose your contact very, very quickly. Um, and just bear always opened an awful lot more doors. Yeah. You know, that's why I never really went back, to be honest. So, and, I mean, and then after that, you... Became, did you train to be a builder as well, or did you, or if it's just they say, okay, you can be a builder if you're a master carpenter? I was in my third year of my apprenticeship, and I was actually working on the director's house, and the contractor manager who was organising and running the job, he'd gone on holiday for three weeks, and he we said, well, look, Steve, here's the phone, here's all the numbers, this is what you've got to do, just make sure everyone turns up. And I just took over, and I started running the complete refurbishment of his house. And he'd come home every single day and everything would be done and, you know, he just said to me one day, I see an awful lot of potential in you. You're running this. We'll take you on full-time as a carpentry foreman. Yeah. Which I did for a year down in Prospect Place, down Cardiff Bay. And I was running all... Because everything was timber frame, all the flats of timber frame down there. And I ran probably seven blocks of timber frame all on my own. Um, but I had my own carpenters employ me and my apprentice is employed by me and I had a phone call then one day contacts manager bring a shirt and tie and send on Monday this was a Sunday we're going to start training you up as a manager and that's pretty much where it went really put me through two degrees right so I've got a PSC honors degree in construction management right PSC honors degree in project management four HNCs six HNDs Jesus NEBOSH IOSH TECHOSH SMTS actually a first aid trainer um, see not only do you have a, an obscene amount of qualifications in something that actually can get you a job like I've got yeah. one one degree and it's in something that no one gives a fuck about <laughs> I mean I've been very very fortunate with Bellas I mean I've you know I mean I've been quite lucky but a lot of it was just down to I started working at a very young age my own back and I just worked hard and kept at it and because I was that little bit older than most of the apprentices that usually come through as carpenters I wasn't as much of a dick as them <laughs> you know because they're 16 they're green as hell they think they're invincible and they're just wankers very very fortunate I was out of probably the 60 odd apprentices that we took on over those 5 years 
I was the only one left. So, you know, I just got my head down and just kept working hard and that's where I am. Because, so. I mean, that, that the second question I ask everyone that I've neglected to ask till now because we're just, we're old friends and we just talk, but uh, is what do you do now? So what would, what would the answer to that question be? Well, as my job title or well, just... How would you answer that question? Well, unfortunately we all work to, to live at the moment because yeah. that's just the way it is, but... I mean, my actual official title is assistant construction manager. Right. And that's what I do. So I, I run basically a full construction site. How many people do you um, in charge of? Anything from 35 to 180. And that's with lots of very various dangerous equipment. Very diff- various different trades, various different plants. It can be simple two-story dwellings up to 18-story Right. I've actually personally built police stations, surgeries, supermarkets. I've done Tesco's, oh, right. at Culver, done Tesco's down in Newport, a few other various supermarkets, and because that's what we used to do. We used to do an awful lot of commercial work as well, but we've gone back purely to private housing because the market crashed in the recession, and the government and private funding just wasn't there anymore. So we just stuck to what we knew best find the rich people and get them to, put, to pay for the houses or well no 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 I mean it, it was because the work was becoming so tight obviously contractors and other builders obviously they will cut their prices so tight that they win awards right. and they actually get contracts but when you do that you actually realise you become negative and you're actually not paying any bills ok yeah you actually you are just well you can't afford it you're making your your own profession worthless yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, we just, it's all we pretty much do now is just houses. It was what we've always done for 50 odd years, I can Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, so. Well, that's, see, it, this is like another example of how much of a man you are compared to me, right? Yeah, you, you're responsible for a whole bloody team of people, you know, like it's a lot of responsibility. There's an awful lot of responsibility, and it's quite scary how much responsibility you have because the projects we run vary from a minimum of £3 million hmm. up to I've done one that's around about £250 million and when you bear in mind obviously there are programmes, there are deadlines there are penalty clauses and British weather being British weather is very yeah. independent so. and it's life and death like well, of course it, it is, it, yeah, it, it literally I mean, you know, you're responsible for probably not 35 people's lives I, you're probably responsible for 200 people's lives, you know, indirectly. Yeah, anyone who comes in that building, if that building's not built properly, that, yeah, that's uh, a... I mean, I, I look at it more if, 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 I, if I injure one person on that site, yeah. that completely directly affects his family. Yeah, sure. You know, because if he's unable to work, you know... Yeah, no, that's, that's right. Know, that's, that's the way you have to look at it. You know, I mean, I've seen a lot of accidents, I've seen a lot of fatalities on site. Luckily none directly caused by our negligence or our own professionalism but um, it, it's just the it happens it, anyway it's the industry yeah, even you if know. you do everything right of course it does. there's it's always going to be yeah. try and reduce risk it happens yeah. Yeah, like it happens in any any profession yeah. like even in, in even in but, um, my Nambi family responsibility is, is, is enormous I mean just from you know trying to get the product handed over in time on time to quality and receive money for it by various 
ways and you know just make sure everything's done properly you know it's done safely you know so there's an awful lot of stress horrific amount of stress but I chose that route and yeah, I've yeah. gone down that road and well it's, it's working yeah. out for you to a certain extent I mean yeah. you know you, you're one of the better paid people I know in my life uh, but at the yeah. same time, you know, you've got a lot of responsibility. You've got two, two, two mortgages, and yeah. you've got a child. Yeah. I mean, that, it doesn't work out practically that you've got that much money. But you know, it, it's working out yeah. all right for you. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, we're we're, we're all right. We're just, you know, unfortunately, I mean, you know, <coughs> the two mortgages was of our own cause, really. Um, we just couldn't sell the flat. Yeah. Simple as really. So and then you needed a house because you had a child. Yeah, of course. I needed a house because of, of Lewis. But, uh, the last question, I guess, about building is, like, how do you feel people think about building? Like, the, the cliche of builders is, you've all got your asses hanging out, yeah. you wolf whistle like, down the street when the women come by. How do you feel about that perception? Um, <laughs> horrifically, horrifically frustrating. Yeah, because we actually we are part of something that's called considered constructors. It's a government initiative. That is to try and change the perception and the image of the construction industry, and it is there purely to try and get that out of everyone's head. You know, we aren't the scruffy hairdressers building that's around the road. Yeah, you know, I mean, we are a multi-billion-pound corporation that, you know, is more interested on the image sometimes than just getting the product, but. Um, no, it's it's really annoying because yes, you you do have the one man band builders. You do have the small companies that do still have that ropey scarf that they're doing. You go, oh, that looks a bit dodgy, you know. Do wolf whistle, etc. And you know, but no, it's really really frustrating because yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't dream of of doing that if it was me working there. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect any of my staff to do it. Yeah, you know, and I've have sacked three last year for doing that well that's that's good to hear you know because we have to it's A it's, it's company policy and you know it's, it's complete disrespect for anybody sure in fact we actually get more problems I had a report last week I, I had a considerate constructor who rang me up and said we've had a complaint about wolf whistling uh, to a young woman who's been walking down the street walking her baby and it actually turned out she's been wolf whistling on my guys She's been with us. Yeah, and there was an old lady that had been walking behind her, not really like realizing it was her doing that. You know. Yeah. It is annoying, really, really annoying. You know, but you, you're never going to get away from the image because you're never going to do it because there's always going to be that one. You know. Small well, also, it's, there's a lot of men who are builders, a lot of men together, and so it has got. It's going to have that kind of male energy going on in it. Um, but then this yes I mean the industry is more male dominated I mean that that's that's very very quickly changing yeah. I think probably 25-35% of my staff are female right that's good um, you know from various different sectors in the actual industry I mean quite a lot of them are tradesmen yeah um, plumbers carpenters I think I was sitting at the table with some people who, 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 who uh, they actually in, in accounts they're in my okay. accounts department so I mean they are they're not site based but they're, they're, I've got quite a lot of people that are site based so yeah. I've had two female apprentices myself yeah you know and but yeah I mean the industry is changing very very, very quickly I mean unfortunately we, we are becoming 
short-staffed and we, we, it is very difficult to find actual tradespersons. But, um, no, I mean, it, it is really, really annoying that the image of the construction industry is still effectively a scruffy art Bob the Builder. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous as well. Like, when we're talking about this, you know, like, it's like a, this weird kind of middle-class, I guess, attitude like where they think that builders are so how low, but like you, 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 you make more money than a lot of people who yeah. who might look down on builders. You have like more qualifications than a lot of people who might look down on builders. You know, like it, it is a weird thing. Yeah, um, and I think I think I'm fortunate enough that I work in the part of the industry that is very has very specific trades. Instead of having that general builder, which most people commonly associate with the, the hairy ass guy, yeah, you know, which is you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, I, I don't see that. I don't ever see it because I don't ever get involved with it. So it's very more frustrating to me because I know I have very qualified plumbers, very qualified carpenters, bricklayers, groundworks, electricians, etc. So you know, it's very difficult for me to try and amalgamate all of them into that image of the building industry because I just I can't do it because I think well I know they wouldn't do that because they are very very professional what they do they wouldn't even dream of it it is perhaps much more of a middle class perception of what is an unfortunate understated skill yeah sure yeah, yeah, so. I mean how do you feel about like class as a as a as a kind of thing, because you know, you come from a, you come from Ely, which is, or was was for a time the biggest council estate in Europe, I think, and you you yeah. were you were a single you had a single mother like a very one much parent, working, very parent. much working class, yeah. Um, I mean, and I, you know, that's that's what you kind of referred to when we were talking about how we knew each other. Like, yeah. I, 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 you know, my mum's a social worker, my dad, dad, dad did documentary filmmaking. Uh, but because we went to a comprehensive school, yeah. we get to know each other. We get to see each other for pe- people, and you know, I spent all my time in Ely when I was a kid. But how do you feel about class? Because you you've stayed working class, I guess, even though you make more money than a lot of middle class people I know. You're definitely in a working mm. class profession. Like it's you know you what what do you think about class? Do you think it like yeah? What do you think about it? <laughs> I don't really have any comments about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think that distinction is, is 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 not it's not dying out by any means, but I don't think it's as important. No, I mean I don't either. Yeah, well, I think it shouldn't be important. Like the problem is that yeah. for some people it is. You know? I mean it, it 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 doesn't really matter to me until I actually listen to classic FM by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so because yeah, you know, I mean you listen to anything. Mm. Pompous prick. <laughs> not not all middle class people listen to classic. I know. It's like how you know. Oh, I know. I know that. But unfortunately, <laughs> you know, we've 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 gone down the road of that very typical perception of a building contractor. And you know, I've just unfortunately put my cap on and given myself a very, you know, a typical version of a middle class DFBU list. No, no, it's right. Because obviously, one of the big things about classes, and coming from my own political perspective, like it's like 
what I want is for everyone to have like equal opportunities, yeah, like equal like redistribute wealth. I guess I don't want I don't want people who are just as valid as any other people being poor in this area, and these yeah, people no. over here being rich in this area, and that you know that that them going you know fuck you, we're not going to open the door, you know. Yeah, to be honest, it's something I've never really thought about. No, nah, fair enough. No, it, it doesn't 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 bother me. I've never really worried about it so no sure um, why would you well, I haven't really got any comments on it no no it's, it's that, that well having no comment on it is a comment but yeah well yeah 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 no I know you know what you mean but no I mean no um, sure so 30 months ago probably not to the day but 13 months ago not far off actually yes actually not far off you had a, a you, you know your first child was born your yeah. your, your, your son I know, it's scary how quick it's gone. That's, that's, that's the one thing that worries me, is how quickly time is going. Oh, man, it worries me too. It's freaky, because, I mean, I remember... I remember... Oh, God. I remember the day we found out, and, um... I mean, Shana said, oh, she's not been feeling well for a couple of days, and we just thought she was ill. And I said, oh, just, right, just joking. I'm going to have a pregnancy test now. You know, because she was on a pill... We didn't always use protection because she was on a pet. So. Yeah, sure. And um, just we got it and she did it. And I was doing a washing up in the kitchen. And all I hear is, fucking hell. Uh, and I just literally stood there for about 45 minutes looking in the sink. <laughs> and I can, I can remember feeling the water temperature just change through the time and going, fuck. And I was like, that's all I remember thinking, oh my God, what the fuck am I going to do? But you, you, you know, being a, a man, you rose to it pretty quickly, sorted it out. I mean, yeah. Um, but that, that was that was the weirdest thing is that I wasn't concerned about what was coming up. It was more I was more concerned. Well, fuck! I've got to get rid of this place. I've got to get a bigger place. I have to change a car because I won't be able to get a car sitting in there. And just these things just instantly flashed through your mind. One thing. Well. Well, in a minute, I gotta go backstage saying, "Hang on, I'm gonna be expecting a child." <laughs> okay, Whew. you know, but um, such a long time ago, it's nearly, it's nearly two years ago. Yeah, wow, that's that's crazy. I mean, he's walking now. I mean, he's been er- walking early for six months. Yeah, early for he's an early walker. Yeah. He managed to run up to having a child, sorted it all out for, for his arrival. Mm-hmm. You were there for the birthday, weren't you? Yes. And what's that like? Being don't do it. Don't be there. Yes. Don't do it. <laughs> just stay the head end. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm seriously God, man. It is just a bloodbath. <laughs> um, I was working with Taunton at the time, and I think that was one of the things that we were more worried about because it was literally an hour and 40 minutes away. About four o'clock in the morning, she's like, I feel a bit weird in my stomach. I think I've got some pains. She said, I think I'm, I think I'm going to labour. I said, okay. Um, shit. I got all the handover files in my car, which I did last night, to hand over to the clerk at works, because we were handing over a big supermarket stage. And I said, I've got to go. I've got to go. So I remember driving, I remember leaving at five o'clock in the morning, driving all the way to Taunton, waiting until seven o'clock, somebody took the files off me, and then I sat down and thought, fuck, I haven't got coffee. <laughs> and then she's ringing me and said, oh, it's all right, I'm in the hospital. I said, what? So my Gareth walked me over to the hospital. I said, you walked? He said, yeah, I didn't want to get water in a taxi. He said, I've really gone to labour now. I said, oh, 
Uh, so I just literally hurtled home and uh, I got there and but she was just absolutely cool, cool as a gigabyte. She just she didn't make any moans, didn't she didn't scream, she didn't cry. You know, you see television programs and film programs of just people just screaming and panting, buffing and you know, panicking and no, very, very cool, collected, very, very calm. And even the doctor said, he went, why don't you say something? He said, I didn't want to bother you. He said, yeah, but you're like six centimetres dilated. Said, oh, am I? He said, yeah, well, we'll come back in half an hour. Comes back in half an hour. He said, no, really, why don't you say something? Because you are now actually in labour. It's actually hard. Yeah, it's hard. So oh, I was just getting these weird pains. And I was like, well, yeah. She said, I, don't, I just didn't want to bother you. So, um, yeah, but... So the birth experience was a bloodbath. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean... Uh, it's a very difficult experience to try and describe. It's sure. uh, it's very, very emotional. I mean, it's very scary because you just... You don't know how you are naturally going to react with your own child in your arms. Sure. It's, it's really, really quite worrying. Um, but... Yes, there's there's a lot of blood involved. I didn't spend too much time down there because it did freak the living shit out of me. Yeah, it will. It will with you as well. Trust me, that it will happen <laughs> if you have two stop children. Yeah, yeah, probably not. So, yeah. but um, it's a brilliant experience as well. I mean, because obviously he comes out and they gave him to me and these. Couple of things are going through my head thinking, "Fuck! I got a bloody white shirt on. I'm just giving me a bloody baby." <coughs> but in the, in the same sense, I'm thinking, "Wow, I'm holding my son." Yeah, you know, and it's it's just so many things going through your head once. You sure. Know? Yeah. Am I holding him right? Am I am I am I am I pushing too much on his head? Am I just massive? Just it's almost it's almost too much to take in. Yeah. And. Um, but that time we were all fucking knackered, you know, and I don't ever sleep in at all that night because obviously Sean's in the hospital because after nine o'clock they have to keep him in for safety laws. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was brilliant, brilliant experience. But it's been nice seeing him grow up and just evolve as quickly as he has, you know. I mean, everyone said, wow, he's, you know, he doesn't look doesn't look 13 months old mm, he, he looks too yeah I mean I work with kids and he doesn't yeah you know I mean he, he's very very advanced for his age but um, yes there are times where I think Jesus Christ I'm knackered like now I didn't sleep more than 45 minutes last night yeah you, know? yeah. you didn't sleep that first night or any night since pretty much well no I mean he does have his very rare off moments where he will go down and <laughs> um, he will sleep like the other night when you first came over yeah no he'd gone down a quarter past seven he was down and that was it that, but that's very 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 rare for him you expect it it is very tiring it's very knackering it's also very tense sometimes where you're that tired you're bicking with each other but it won't last forever mate oh no I know that's that. the thing about it it's, it's, it's you know it's, but, um, it is hard though I, I, see, hard. I see people you know with kids your age all the time and work and it, you know yeah, I do not envy them, but at the same time, I guess I do envy them because what you're talking about is how amazing it is as well yes, as how hard it is, you know? Yeah, but, um... Oh, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. I mean, how does it feel, like... Because 
you know, your dad wasn't there when you were growing up, and now you've got a son, and you are there. Do you know? Is it? Do yeah. You, do you think about that? That or is that like something? I did. That I did very very early on. I've not overcompensated for that lack of a father figure. I'm just. I'm trying to do as much as I can, but not be too much. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to smother them. Yeah. So, you know, I want to I want to see him as much as I can, but I don't want to see him so much that he just gets a little bit fed up with me, to be honest. Yeah. You know, so, because I want to, when he's a little bit older, I want to be able to take him to the park, I want to be able to take him to the zoo, and, sure. you know, and do very, very fatherly things with him, and, you know, which I never had that opportunity, so, um, you know, which, which frightens me a little, because... You know, I've I've never been a sporty person. Neither have you. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, no. You know, we used to have a kick about in the back streets. Yeah, yeah, every now and again. But uh, yeah, I think that scares me more. I'm thinking, bollocks, he's going to another football again. He's got to go fo- watch football again. I've got to sit down and watch football with him. I fucking hate football. You don't have to watch football with him, Steve. I know, I know. He's probably going to like it, yeah. Yeah, you know, so... His friends will like it at school, so, yeah. But, um... No, it's it's really good. It's really nice. But it's it's, it's equal measure of, of... of pleasure and almost pain in the same sense of just lack of sleep and tiredness and... Yeah, well, worry you, as well. Well, you, yeah, you, you haven't you know. slept in advance of this, have you? Really, all night? No, I haven't. I haven't slept for two days really properly. But <laughs> you get used to it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it's really ill today and just getting in. So, the, I mean, the last question that I ask people is do you have anything that you want to plug? It's a weird one. And some people have taken it to be like a like to make a big statement about the world and other people have just plugged, you know, what they're doing or whatever, mm. you know. So... Take it however you like. No, I don't actually. Nothing at all. Not at all. I mean, I guess like, have what have, have you learned? What have you learned? Like, what have you learned through the experience of having a child and uh, like being a respond? Like, what can like? How do I get to be responsible the way you are? And how do I get to be a man like you are? Like, what? What's the secret? I think. If anything, the one thing I have learned is why didn't I do it earlier? That's the biggest thing. Why didn't I, why didn't I have him a lot earlier on? Because it is a fantastic thing, but on the other side, I think, well, had I had him a lot earlier, would I have not been as able? Would I have not been as mature? Would I have not been able to cope and be as responsible as I have been? Yeah. Hello. Is that Alex really? No, that's my missus. Alright. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Alright? Uh, it's fine. Oh, it's gotta be half six times, why? So, what you can hear in the background is the sound of my other friends coming in. We're gonna do a podcast with them in a bit uh, now, and, we'll and Steve is hello hi so guest uh, Owen is an extra guest at the end of Steve's podcast he appears when he gets off the phone I'm going to ask him to say goodbye to the audience <laughs> uh, it was that close where's Lewis he's not here he's not oh. he'll be around later Point. did you 
tidied the house up for you? Um, me and Steve tidied it a little bit this morning. Oh. But I did tidy it. Oh, okay. It wasn't really... We didn't, we didn't really, yeah. we didn't really do very much. Apart from, all we did is eat the chocolate. I feel a bit bad about that. I haven't told Steve yet. Really? Yeah, I'll tell him in a bit. And you got to come back now. You got to. You got to wrap it up. I know. We got to wrap it. We got to wrap it up though. When you come in, like it's very like it was just like the last minute of the thing. Because the last thing I ask people to do, Steve, is to say goodbye to the audience. Well, thank you for listening to me. Um, <laughs> Try to as, as as best as possible not steer right into his path and <laughs> give him the direct answers. He really quiet. was trying to fuck with um, me. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much, and uh, speak to you soon. Well, thanks for doing this, Steve. Oh, fine. I did a piss badly, but yeah, oh. go have a piss. See you guys later. Bye. What did you go this morning? On Friday, this conversation will kind of be continuing. In fact, it will be gaining two other people, one who already had come into the conversation just at the end there, Owen and Alex, and we'll be talking about the band that we were in when we were teenagers. The episode's a bit shorter than normal, probably a good thing, and it has music from my past that horrifically embarrasses me, probably a bad thing, but maybe good, I don't know. It's hard for me to be objective. And it's coming out on Friday, and it's a GBA Extra. You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter, at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. It's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website, www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and there are lots of ways to get better acquainted and on the Stitcher Smart Radio app you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the app store